All right, welcome everyone to the first episode of the Surpassing Worth podcast. We are glad to have you, and uh, as we go through this first episode, we just want to uh, introduce ourselves, and we also want to uh, go over our theme, our title, The Surpassing Worth, and uh, we get that from Philippians 3, verse 8. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to let my brother Jordan introduce himself. Just, Jordan, whatever, whatever you want to say about yourself, uh, tell us, and then I'll introduce myself. All right, awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited to be doing this podcast. Um, as he said, my name is Jordan, and a lot of you already know me, I'm sure, and, but I'm sure that there's also some of you out there who only know Scott and don't know me, so I want to introduce myself, let you all know a little bit about me. Um, right now, I am attending Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, I got my bachelor's from Frostburg State University in English and Spanish, um, and I went to a small private Christian school in Springs, PA, called Mountain View Christian School, which is also where Scott went. Um, so those are some of the kind of rough things about me. Um, I guess maybe we could get into, you know, more specifics, testimony, that kind of thing, the way God has worked in our life. I don't know if you want me to go into that right now. No, or... we might save that for another episode. Okay. Uh, sure. Where we can get more in depth on that. Okay. Yeah. So, that yeah. all you have to say? Well, um, yeah, I guess I'm also, so I'm going to Southern Baptist Theological Seminary online, um, but I am also working online part-time. What are your classes? My classes right now are Hebrew, Elementary Hebrew, and Systematic Theology 2 with Dr. Wellam. Um, both of them delights, although Hebrew is pretty difficult. He has he has the brains of mm. the of the two of us. Wellam so. does have the brains. Yes. Well, <laughs> um, um, yeah, but um, Jordan Jordan has the brains of the of the two of us. Just we'll 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 be out up front with that. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm also um, doing. Need Him Global, which is a 20 hours a week internship thing that I have that I found through the seminary. It's basically online conversations with people about Jesus. If you've ever watched I Can Only Imagine or something like that, at the end, you know, they'll say, if you have questions about what you've seen, text these people, message these people. I'm that guy, and we are those people, and we talk to people about whatever they want to talk about, try and share the gospel with them. And yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing right now, living here in um, the great Western Maryland. What's man, this is off the cuff, but what's what's the your favorite interaction in the Need Him? My favorite interaction ever. Yeah, I'm that you can think of. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people hate trolls, and it's probably bad that I like interacting with trolls, but sometimes there's atheist or Muslim or Jewish trolls that will come on and will, you know, they'll basically be trying to just disrupt what you're doing and that kind of thing. I've always found it interesting to interact with them. They're never there to actually have a conversation, but it's always good, though, to interact with them and see where they're coming from and try to get a little bit of their story. A lot of them um, have very interesting reasons for strong opposition to Christianity um, and then also just trying to sow seeds, you know, um, mm -hmm. of the gospel with them. So, am I mistaken that you are thinking about uh, a 
apologetics as your major? So when I went to seminary, that was that was what I wanted to do. I thought for sure I wanted to do apologetics, but since I started, it's kind of took the back burner, I guess you could say. Now I'm thinking more along the lines of Bible translation or yeah, I'm I'm honestly not sure. Every time people someone asks me that, I tell them I'm not sure, but I trust that the Lord has me where he wants me and he'll lead me in the future and I'm just trying to uh to learn what I can every moment. So, yep. Well, I think you'd make a good apologist. Mm. I, so. uh, I I hope so. I mean, I, I really enjoy that stuff, too. I enjoy digging deep into the why we believe and answering, you know, answering objections and interacting with people. Whenever I was with crew, that's something I should have mentioned. I, every, all four years at Frostburg, I was on the lead team of crew, um, which is a, Christian campus ministry across the world, and we did a lot of interaction with people on campus, interacted with a lot of interesting people, and I loved um, getting to know, you know, atheists, agnostics, Muslims, different people, and talking about what they believe, and also sharing the good news of Christ. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see what the Lord has for me moving forward, but yeah, that's great. Uh, so if that's all you have, I will introduce myself. Uh, my name is Scott. Beachy, and I grew up in the same church, obviously, as Jordan did, and a little church in uh, Salisbury, Pennsylvania, just a little town, and so yeah, we'll get into our, maybe our uh, Christian journey later on in in another episode, but uh, for me now, I am married, I have one child, a son his name's Ezekiel and love him dearly and uh, he's been a huge blessing to me and my wife Uh, my wife's name is Carissa we've been married now for in May it'll be five years hard to believe that but uh, it's already already at that time so uh, and and it's been a great great marriage Uh, obviously not without its uh, struggles and it's growing, uh, growings, but, uh, if that's even a word, growings, uh, we'll accept it. Yes. Good. (laughs) But, uh, so yeah, have learned a lot about myself as a person and learned a lot about, uh, Christ, uh, supremely. (laughs) That's, that's the greatest thing you can learn. Uh, Christ and how he um, interacts with his church. I fall way short of that. Um, But, yes, so uh, I also do construction, and I've been doing that for probably four and a half years. And uh, I enjoy it. It's it's probably the job I enjoy, I've enjoyed the most. out of, out of all the different jobs that I've had, I've had a number of jobs. Uh, it can be grueling at times, but I, I enjoy it and uh, enjoy working with the guys that I work with and enjoy working for the boss that I work for. So, yeah. Uh, and just recently, we moved to Cumberland, Maryland. Um, probably seven months ago, eight months ago. 
uh, sold our house and we moved to Cumberland and uh, are seeking uh, God's face, God's uh, direction, um, and desiring for him to, to show us avenues of, of ministry, uh, openings where we can where we can step in and um, display his love, his, his glory <laughs> through uh, be instruments that he can use to, to display his glory to others around us. So that's about all I can think of. So where, where do you see yourself in the future? What's the dream? What's the goal? Oh, boy. Well, uh, the dream would be to pastor a local body of believers. That has been something that has been uh, very much growing on my heart. Um, has been for probably three or four years. Um, Jordan, I think, seems to be more geared towards apologetics or non-believers uh you know those of another religion and i have for a while now even even farther back before i i would have said i wanted to be a pastor i f- i've felt called to uh churched people uh people that have grown up in church and people that uh know christ um dream kind of like peter to the jews and paul to the gentiles yeah um yeah although although as with them i feel like we both have a mixed thing going on because recently i've i've really enjoyed preaching <laughs> like i have never i haven't really done full length preaching i've only you know once or maybe twice in my life done you know a, a sunday morning service somewhere but but as far as like sharing devotionals or something like that, I've come to really, really enjoy that. So, hmm. um, and I also was Sunday school superintendent for a year at, at church. And for those of you who don't know what Sunday school superintendent is, basically you give 10 to 15, although I think most people wanted it under like eight or whatever, but I always <laughs> went like 15. Scott always went 20 though. So I feel <laughs> better about that. But, um, but yeah, just a devotional sharing from the word. I, I found a lot of fulfillment and enjoyment in that. So, I don't know. I used to think, yeah, you know, get me an apologetic stage at campuses somewhere, and I would love to do that. And I still would love to do that in a sense, but I also um, would be really excited about, you know, preaching in some aspect. But that brings pastoral ministry, which scares me, but maybe that's where the Lord will take me someday. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, one thing, yeah, so one thing that actually I've felt that I've, uh, that maybe has confirmed that that you know I would enjoy a pastoral office would be I feel like a desire to to counsel people like individually has kind of grown on me. I don't tend to be a very good like one-on-one person. That's actually something that <laughs> that scares me. <laughs> and I I know, you know, a lot of people roll their eyes at that, but honestly, I would ra- I'd rather talk to a group of a hundred people than than have to sit down. I think with with someone, one and try and counsel them. 
But I think, uh, you know, and I haven't done it much, but I would, I think the, the idea of sitting down with someone and just, you know, counseling them or walking through something with them uh, has actually grown recently. So, I don't know. That's no. that's definitely a dream of mine. So, I think uh, I think that's enough for introductions. So, I think we're going to go ahead and move right into the theme passage that we kind of want to be the the linchpin for our podcast. And you know, when we say the surpassing worth, um, that that's simply the the term in the ESV uh, Bible that that says in Philippians three verse eight says this. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For His sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. So on this podcast, you're going to hear you're going to hear a good dose of bible and but you're also probably going to hear us talk a lot about culture, cultural things, maybe some politics if we dare to dabble in that. Oh goodness. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that'll probably be the day that our, our listening audience get, gets cut in half. Yeah, for sure. Uh, or grows exponentially. Or yes, who knows? Maybe, maybe it would do that. But, uh, so there's going to be a variety of arenas that we, that we go into, but this verse, we want to be the, the linchpin for, for whatever it is that we, that we discuss how we discuss it, and um, our perspective on it. Um, so, what are your thoughts, Jordan? Yeah, well, we were kind of bantying about some ideas for titling this podcast. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we, I may have said this earlier, have really been looking forward to for a while, but it didn't really feel like the right time. Um, and then I got back from Southern I was I was in person at Southern for a year. Then I got back, and now I'm online, and it just felt like the right time. And then when we were kind of thinking about different ideas uh, for names and titles of it, um, Scott suggested surpassing worth. And at first I wasn't quite sure, but then I really, really started to like it because I think it captures for me what the Lord has been doing in my own heart for the past you know, well, first of all, ever since he saved me, of course, he does it in everyone he saves. But, but I feel like more intention, in, in, with more emphasis, um, showing me the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Um, I used to think of Christianity as basically some kind of get out of hell free card, and then you continue in your life doing pretty much whatever, um, and maybe you grow as a Christian as you should, but the Lord has really shown me that his worth, his glory, the wonder of who he is far outstrips everything else in the world. And to know him is to know life, is to know joy, is to know peace. Those are things that, that he gives us as we get to know him. Um, 
And yeah, I'm just, I, I'm passionate about the glory of knowing him. Um, I'm a committed Christian hedonist, that the, 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 which basically means... Both of us. Yes. Both yeah. of us. Um, Johnny Piper. John Piper, yes. Um, which basically means we are... God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. So, so that would take a lot of time to unpack. Maybe we will at some point, but just suffice it to say at this point, the only spring that will satisfy you or me or anyone is Christ, is the beauty and wonder of who he is. Um, is loving him, is serving him, and he is far better than everything else, far better than sin, and far better than even the good gifts that he gives us. And I am passionate and desirous to grow, to know him more, um, and to talk about that, and to 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 see in Scripture where that's laid out. And I see that moving forward in this podcast, an opportunity to do that for believers, and also for our unbelieving friends who don't know Christ, Um yeah, have a deep desire for them to come to know the Christ who, in love, laid his life down for them and was raised for them for their eternal life so that they, too, might be invited in to the joy of knowing God, the, the surpassing greatness of knowing him. Right. Um, yeah, and you touched on uh, glory, and that's a word that, that I was thinking a, a lot about today, actually, as I was thinking about uh, coming up to, this, to the, the start of this podcast was the word glory and how that that is that is the center of 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 everything that that happens here on this earth right so me and jordan believe very firmly and are convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that god has created this world and us as people for his glory mm-hmm that is that is the reason he has done this mm-hmm. that he has made us and there are some who will disagree with that but uh, that's what me and Jordan have come to see and that's I think what Paul is 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 saying here to an extent he doesn't use the word surpassing glory mm-hmm. but as I've been thinking about, our, our title surpassing worth I've actually found myself almost substituting the word glory for worth and if you look at what Paul is doing in, in Philippians 3 the first couple uh, verses he is building a case for why he could glory in himself you know man-centered glory God must have put me here this is what the flesh says. God must have put me here so that I could do good things or so that I could build up a repertoire with things that would commend myself to God. And that's what Paul's doing in the first couple verses. But then Paul makes the statement. He says, I've counted all of these things as loss for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. So what what was the change? Paul was Paul was a flaming Pharisee, right? Uh, zeal for persecuting the church. He was an Israelite. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. He says, according to the law, blameless. So what was the what was the drastic change that came in Paul's life? Uh 
that that made him that made him come to the point of saying, "I've lost all of this. None of this matters anymore." And and me and Jordan uh, would consider he saw the glory of God. The glory of God that that caused him to to say this glory of my own means nothing. I count it as loss. I am happy. I am happy to put it to death. I'm happy to consider it nothing uh, for the surpassing worth of knowing the glory of God in His Son Jesus Christ. So. That's really the center of, of this podcast of what we want to do is to, to hopefully by the grace of God lay before you, the listener, the glory of God. I found in my life that there is no greater sin-killing thing than beholding the glory of God in the face of His Son, Jesus Christ. There's just nothing... That, that that surpasses that in killing my own sin, but to be satisfied in the glory of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah, 100%. And my mind is going to the verse, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 through 6. Um, he who spoke and said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So. You have to think about it almost in terms of the sun and its rays. The the rays of the sun bring the 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 image of the sun to our eyes, right? But they're so intertwined. The glory of God, who he is in all of his beauty and wonder and glory and strength and wrath and justice and holiness shines fully and completely in the face of the sun. And in that context there in 2 Corinthians 4, he's talking about the gospel, proclaiming Christ as Lord, proclaiming, proclaiming Christ, Christ as crucified um, and raised from the dead. This is the glorious gospel of salvation through Christ that shows off God's glory, shows off who he is, and it's what satisfied Paul when he saw it on the Damascus Road, or at least in, you know, in talking with Annas. I'm not exactly sure how that all worked. Um, but he came to see Christ, and he came to see that all that he had laid up in his fleshly works was rubbish. And the Greek word there, actually some have said maybe it could be a word that you wouldn't say in polite conversation, um, you know, in modern times. But that is, that is how, compared to Christ, everything that Paul did in his flesh was compared to Christ. Um, and so, and so it's, it's an all-encompassing surpassing worth, surpassing in glory for who he is, and also um, surpassing in righteousness, in justification, in eternal life that he gives us in Christ um, that we're not worthy of. And so it speaks to what we want to do with this podcast in terms of thinking much about who God is, his glory, and thinking a lot about what he has done in Christ um, for believers and for unbelievers to be invited in to this perfect righteousness that Christ offers us as a gift through his death and through his resurrection. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it just fits very well, um, with what we want to do. And I think, I think as you, as you look at, at, 
at verse 8 here in Philippians 3. It, it, he says, surpassing worth of knowing. So there's, there's an engagement in, in your mind. Uh, it's not just, it's not just a, a feeling necessarily. We, we get, we're in a culture where emotionalism is so high. And if it's not grounded in the knowing of Christ, I don't care what you get emotional about, but if it's not in the knowing of your Lord and Savior, Jesus, you're, you're being emotional about the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that too plays a part in, in, in what we want to do with the podcast yep. is for you to know Jesus Christ. And that goes for whether you have been a Christian for 50, 60 years, or whether you're a brand new Christian, or whether you're not a believer. Because at the core, at the root of Christianity, is this knowing of this man, Jesus. And so, um, for unbelievers... We would, we would love to call you to take a good, long look at this man, Jesus Christ, and consider who he is. And so, Jordan, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you're not going to find too much uh, emotionalism probably coming from us. You're not going to find too much TED Talk coming uh, where we're trying to, you know, solve your problems through f- philosophical means or whatever. Uh, we want this to be rooted in the knowledge of Christ. And I have found that there's really nowhere else to turn to know Christ other than in his word. And the beauty and the glory of the word of God, the sacred word of God. Um, and so you'll find us going to scripture a lot so that we might get a idea of who Jesus is. Yeah. Um, a hundred percent. I think a huge thing to keep in mind is what Jesus said to the woman at the well. He said, those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So there's nothing wrong with overflowing emotion. Indeed, overflowing emotion is commanded in scripture joy worship love praise these things are commanded um and it's commanded in and through the truth it's it's commanded in the face of who christ actually is um there's there's a lot of emotionalism you know that's that's to be distinguished from emotion um god has given us emotion to glorify him to worship him um but yeah there's a lot of emotionalism where the experience of emotion is itself the end. Right. And that, that is what we want to avoid. We don't, we don't come to an emotion to experience it. Emotions are themselves mediums or, or results of experiencing the truth, i.e. Right. Jesus Christ, um, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Right. So, so yeah, I hope, that, I hope that maybe some people who have thought that you either have to choose between a blazing emotional life or dry orthodoxy 
will be helped by what we've come to see um, that the two that that orthodoxy the truth of who God is and Christ is comes together with the fullest and most overflowing joy and 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 worship um, and the two are not to be divorced but are to be kept together right and actually I think you actually sent me this video just a couple days ago where Doug Wilson and John Piper and Tim Chester Tim Chester were sitting down and they were they were discussing a various uh, array of things and one of the things that Doug Wilson said when they were talking about revival was Doug Wilson said he senses or he feels like the American church has they were talking about you know what we as people are called to do in preparation for revival. And John Piper made the, made the comment that, you know, we need to be stacking wood, hardwood. We need to be gathering that so that when, when the Holy Spirit comes, he actually has something sustainable to burn. Uh, but, but, Doug Wilson made this made this comment. He said he feels like that the American church has done nothing more than just pile up a whole bunch of Kleenexes and s- soaked lighter fluid on it. That's going to go out in no time. Yeah, and and frankly, that's that's exactly what emotionalism and an emotional experience in and of itself leads to. Mm-hmm. Is it will be gone in no time if if you. <laughs> If you want to talk to someone who has had that experience, talk to me. Uh, there were countless times where I would get on an emotional high and feel all fired up for God, and then a couple days later, I'd be right back in my same rut doing the same thing. And that's what emotionalism feeds. Is this this up and down kind of Christianity? Yeah, yeah. I think we both have experienced going to a concert, going to a camp, going to a youth retreat, and feeling super worked up and excited. Not all of that's bad, but then it didn't produce any life change, any any longer, um, you know, season of commitment to God, and and so yeah, I think. Yeah, I think there's there. We have to remember um, just just what we've been saying that it's truth. It's the truth. It's it's grounded in the worth of who Christ is and submission to Him, and that happens when we feel it and when we don't. Um, he is the blazing sun at the center of the universe, whether it's daytime for us or nighttime. And um, yeah, he 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 continues to be the glorious one, and we serve Him whether we can see it or not. Right, and. To, to get back to to what what are we here for? I think that's the question that that from this episode, I would like you, the listener, to to ask yourself: What are you here for? Uh, is it for your glory, or is it for the surpassing worth of seeing and beholding the all satisfying glory of God, and that? Through his son, Jesus Christ. You know, and we'll get into probably, you know, the Trinity more maybe as we go on. 
but uh, you know Jesus is the exact imprint of the Father. So you see Jesus, you see the Father. And so um, ask yourself, why are you here? What is your purpose here? Is it what the world tells you, that you're here for your glory, for your satisfaction, that you must find in <laughs> broken cisterns, that's that's a term used in what Isaiah Jeremiah Jeremiah that you've hewn out broken cisterns that doesn't hold anything and and that's frankly uh, what man's glory is it's a broken cistern and you're going to have to constantly be feeding it um so just just a a verse to maybe convince you that that this world actually is for the glory of God, is Colossians 1.16 says, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. So everything has its beginning in Christ, and everything has its consummation in Christ. Its goal. Yes. Yeah. Its goal its is... End. Yes. Sorry. He's 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 the scholastic one. I'm the one that's going to stumble over my words. The consummation so, is pretty good, though, too. Okay. Not. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. But everything starts with him, and it ends with him. And, folks, that that was so hard for me... To grasp, let alone glory in. Because that doesn't say anything about why I'm here. <laughs> That's what I thought. That doesn't say anything about, you know, what my job is and where my pleasure is and where I can find my joy. But folks, that's that's precisely what it's telling you mm-hmm. that you are here you were created by God and you were created for God not for yourself not for your glory but for God and so yeah I should just I should just stop talking what do you have to say Jordan yeah, I, I, there's not much. I think we've just been kind of saying it again and again that that God in Christ is worthy of all, and He is the end. He is the goal. Um, and if you are an unbeliever, you are right now, as Scott said, looking to broken cisterns. This is this comes from something that um, the Lord told the people of Israel. Um, that they were looking for satisfaction, looking for fulfillment, resources, hope, anything, in a broken cistern that can't actually hold water. But then he says, but you should come to me. I am the fountain of living water. And that's what we want to, to hold out to you, that Christ is that fountain of living water. You are sinful. We are all sinful, dead in sin do not deserve to drink from this fountain, do not deserve to know God, 
But Christ has come. He has taken upon himself our sins, our unworthiness, our falling short of his glory. He's taken that on himself at the cross, and he's been raised from the dead, and he invites anyone who will to come. Um, and he, he tells all of us, believers, to, to say come. Let the bride and the spirit say come. So, um, yeah, just, just, want, just want this episode, just want the whole thing to be an invitation to Christ. One more, one more verse in Hebrews 2.10. He, he says this, the author says this, For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. So that's talking about Christ. And so once again, that word, the, that phrase, for whom, and by whom. So, I'm going to be honest, this, hearing this kind of episode would have, would have caused a lot of angst in me uh, a couple years ago, would have caused me to say, oh, bunch of Bible pounding uh, people trying to convince me about something. I would ask you if that if that's your if that's your thought. Uh, just relax. <laughs> uh, we're not calling you. Jordan mentioned that that he's a Christian hedonist. I as well. Maybe we should unpack that word hedonist. Yeah, we definitely have to at some point anyway. You want to unpack it just very briefly here? Oh well. Um. <laughs> So, hedonism, that's a loaded term. Yes. And some have argued you shouldn't use that term. Just very, brief, very brief. Uh, yeah. Unpack. Um, so, yeah, very loaded. But basically it means that you, um, you search for pleasure, right? I mean, above all, pretty much. Which, you know, sounds wrong. But yet I think... <laughs> What we say when we embrace Christian hedonism, basically we mean that we find ultimate pleasure and satisfaction in knowing God. And that is the only place where anyone can ever find truest and deepest pleasure and satisfaction. Everything else is a broken cistern. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's just a very brief, incomplete right. unpacking. Well, that's fine. I mean, that that's good enough to, to go with that, what I'm thinking. Because... What we want to call people to is not to not to see, you know, laying down your your entertainment or your money or you name it for a uh, humdrum. I'm a Christian. I walk around because, uh, well, I have legs and uh, I God gave me breath and no. Christian hedonism is just really a simple term to call people to realize that all their pleasure, all their satisfaction is found in God. We were made for his pleasure. And we are made to be satisfied in him. 
and so just think of whatever satisfies you right now. Is that really what's going to satisfy you for eternity? Yeah. Okay, so I think now we'll, uh, we'll go to wrap up. And uh, before we go, we just want to uh, dedicate this first episode, not that it does anything but mentions his name. We want to dedicate this to our dad, Merlin Beachy. He is currently a pastor, lead pastor, at the church Mountain View that we uh, grew up at. And uh, we feel like we have, we have come by this desire, honestly, uh, just seeing dad uh, have a desire for the glory of God to be displayed in his pastoral ministry has been a huge um, example to me and Jordan. And I think that, uh, yeah, I don't think we would be here doing this if we didn't have the father uh, that we do. And so we just want to give a, give a shout out to our dad and uh, also just say that we thank God for him and for the life that he has lived and the way he's raised us. Yeah, and I would just say that one of the first things that come to mind when I think about dad is his passion and serious commitment to the field that God has called him to, to the place where God has called him, to the flock that God has called him to. Um, I don't know how many times, you know, he would get out of bed at two o'clock on a Sunday morning to go work on a sermon, to pour over a sermon in prayer. Um, and you can tell whenever he's preaching that he is passionate about what he's there for. And also, I'm sure I, I know that dad prays for us and, um, and, and yeah, so we're just very grateful for the godly upbringing that our dad has shown us and given to us. Um, grateful for our mom obviously as well grateful just for our whole our whole upbringing our whole family but yeah just want to dedicate this um faltering first podcast episode um to dad so yes. yeah very good and like jordan said it is going to be a faltering podcast we are going to probably stumble over things as we go along yeah but uh, you know, we we desire to be humble uh, in our in our productions. We desire to humbly uh, present truth, scripture, and uh, just humbly uh, serve people. We're not. We don't want this. We're not in this for ourselves. Uh, we want. We want this to be something that glorifies God and is uh, of service to other people. So what you can probably expect is frequency. Hopefully we can do one every other week. And uh, you're going to probably hear topics. It's going to be very topical. You're going to hear topics. We can get into anything. Uh I mean, you'll probably hear topics just on matters of justification. What is justification? What is sanctification? 
Um, we just recently decided we want to do a series or an episode on who the Holy Spirit is, so we might get into like some Trinitarian uh, topics. Um, so, sin, calling out sin, we don't want to be shy about that. And so, and call call Christians to living a a holy life. We've been we've been called to that. Um. So, yeah, we just we're we're gonna have a, a myriad of topics that we we want to discuss, and it'll probably come every other week. And uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes from here. You as the listener also will play an important role. Uh. You know, if you have something you want to hear us talk about, um, we can try to do that. If if it's something we don't want to tackle on on an episode, we would be happy, more than happy, to to interact with you one on one or whatever. Because, um, like I said, we're not in this to uh, t- to bring glory to ourselves through through a podcast medium. We want to be able to uh, be of service in any way that we possibly can to to you as a listener. So, yeah, and obviously, um, neither of us are preachers. Neither of us are elders. Um, we hold no ecclesiastical authority over you in any sense. Um, we just want to be two brothers who have, like, <clears throat> like Martin Luther said, we've we found bread and we want to point people to it. And, um, and yeah, if you hear anything that you think, um, is a little bit suspect, you know, it doesn't quite line up. Um, we are accountable to you all as well. So we might disagree. You might reach out to us and let us know. We might disagree in good faith. Um, but yeah, please, um, please, if you hear something that you don't think is legitimate or don't think is right, please let us know. We want to be, um, yeah, pointing people to, to Christ, um, as, as fellow Christians, um, and fellow humans, um, not holding any authority per se or anything like that. And if you disagree with us and you want to come and uh, have us have a conversation with you, by all means. So, and, and that's also another thing. We will probably be, hopefully, interviewing certain people, having conversations with certain people that might not agree with us. And, you know, Hopefully, having a good, wholesome debate with certain people potentially that hopefully is profitable and lifts people up. So that's what you can expect from us. And it's been a pleasure doing this first podcast. And we will see you all next time.